Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Well, welcome to another episode of Rugged Theology. I'm Adam Diamond, and I am a church planner candidate with Marwan Mission. Over here, off screen, we have... Uh, my name is Steve Daw. I'm the Director of Education for Mile One Mission. My name is Steve Bray. I am the Lead Elder of Calvary Baptist Church and the Executive Director of Mile One Mission. And I'm Jennifer Winger. I'm the Director of Women's Ministry for Calvary Baptist Church and for Mile One Mission. Well, thanks guys and lady for coming out. Uh, this is great. So this is the last podcast I have scheduled for this year. Next two-week break. Oh, I can't wait to up. put 2020 in the rearview mirror. <laughs> I say a lot of Amen, people are thinking brother. About that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, bye-bye 2020. Who's going to be the first one put out, put out that song? Well, who did that? Bye-bye-bye. <laughs> oh, uh, back, back Backstreet Boys. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, there you go. Yes, yeah, so we have to write that. They have to re-release that now. There you go. Please pause. <laughs> I'm more na-na-na-na. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're the only Canadian in the bunch then to say that, yeah. All right, so um, we've been doing a little series called Christmas Misconceptions. So, so far we've done, no, to cry or not to cry, did Jesus really cry in a manger? Uh, we've also done Scripture Screw-Ups, which I think was really fun. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Bray over there had a lot to say about <laughs> that, and that was fantastic. Uh, but today, you know, I figured I'd just bring it down a bit, and we talk about just the simplest thing of Christmas, the greatest gift of all. Just mm. that, you know, nice little tagline. Uh, but to get us started, guys, so tell me. What's the greatest Christmas gift you ever got? Like, think back to your childhood. What's the best Christmas gift you've ever gotten? I had to call my mother about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a little chat with her about it yesterday. Yeah, because mom and Tarpa will probably tell us what our yes, greatest gift is. Yes, because mom tells me, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, she, she reminded me of my tricycle that I got when I was 18 months old. And it just got given away last week. She gave it to somebody last week. So oh, wow. That tricycle's been around for a lot of generations. So, And probably that and my little doll named Mary. Mm, Mary, did you know? Mary, did you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say typically anytime I got money, that was a great gift to get. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I specifically remember I was big into G.I. Joe as a kid. Mm. And my parents were just, they w weren't ones to typically feed those things. Um, but one Christmas, I got like the full G.I. Joe get up. I got the Jeep. I got the G.I. Joes. I got all the accessories. And it just, if I have to just stop and go instantly, what's one of the Christmases I remember the most? That's inevitably where my head goes one of those times. I just, I remember getting it, being shocked to get it. I remember playing with it all Christmas Day, just having to be called to the dinner table because I was too busy playing with all my G.I. Joes. So big question, though. Did you take down Cobra Commander? I did, re yeah. regularly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kicked his head all over the place. Yeah, it was Fantastic. great. Amazing. <laughs> I was Chuck Norris in all of my fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what about you, Mr. Dove? Well, I'm a little worried about saying it because it dates me a lot, but I got an Atari 2600. Oh, the man. old one with the little yeah. wooden... That came over with Noah on the boat, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it that's did. right. It did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can remember playing, you know, such advanced graphics programs as <laughs> Pong. <laughs> We were just yeah. so amazed at what we could do with a television and uh, an Atari system. So you've been like you've been like a nerd your whole life. I have been. I I come by it honestly. <laughs> yeah, I have been a nerd my okay. whole life. You didn't grow into it. You were nope. it. <laughs> it's in his genes. Yeah, yep. that's it. I, I was I was born this way. <laughs> uh, for me, I would have to say probably uh, 
a game system, but not as old as an Atari, but the Super Nintendo. Uh, I can remember going to friends' house. <laughs> Don't shake your head at He's me. He's so you're so privileged. <laughs> I can Super remember Nintendo. walking through Walmart and pointing out Super Nintendo, and it came it was a bundle that came with Donkey Kong Country, and it was two hundred bucks. And I can remember that. And I mean that was that was a lot. That's a lot of money. And then you know Christmas Day, me and my brother get Super Nintendo with Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> and that was fantastic. Yeah, we put a lot of hours on that. Yeah, yeah, it shows. <laughs> <laughs> it does. D- Dad actually says to me a few times, like, when are you going to give up those games? <laughs> I feel like saying something like, you started it. <laughs> yeah, like, you, right. you gave it to me. Oh, that's a cl- I guess a whole podcast there. You started it <laughs> blaming other people for your, yeah. your, yeah. The woman you gave me. Yeah, the, yeah, the dad you gave <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, that's it. All right, the guys. you gave me. So that was a great trip down memory lane. Some of us have, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, G.I. Joe was even fairly dated, to be honest. So, oh, uh, listen, man, I embrace it. I'm old. I don't get, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> So that's our greatest gift, um, but you know, I'll, I'm sure a lot of us have Christmas traditions uh, around the tree. You know, Dad usually would pray. Um, I remember the later years he would try and read the Christmas story a few times, mm-hmm. and you know, we're telling Raylene right now, as much as she can understand, Christmas is also Jesus' birthday, and uh, you know, so we're trying to outweigh the whole Santa Claus thing with Jesus and his birthday, and trying to go in a little bit more in depth now this year. And uh, so, what is the greatest gift? Of Christmas. That would be Jesus. Jesus. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Coming. Not just Jesus, but Jesus coming to Mm. earth. Survey says. She got it. She got it. She wins the prize. Jen wins the prize. Why why is this the greatest gift? Okay, this dude is born in Bethlehem. There's a star. Some people visit him, give him gifts. Like, why is that a big deal? Well... Okay, you just said dude as if it was kind <laughs> of a, you know, he's just a regular kind of dude. You know, me, me and Jesus, we's buds. Um, no, I mean, John chapter one kind of mm. deals with it fairly clearly, at least from my perspective. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. And then it's, uh, for a few verses down, it says, uh, and and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that's a huge deal. I mean, that if you're going to talk about huge things that happen in the history of reality, mm-hmm. that is probably the most monumental line that could have ever been uttered. Because when we're talking about God, we talk about the totality, grounding, creator of all things that are, became man. That's yeah, huge. no, so uh, just, yeah, just how hot Christmas has no, not been hijacked, but taken over by secularization. It has been hijacked. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, no, it, it has it been. Has been. And, and I even think for Christians, we've lost our way. Um, I mean, this is not to argue with you. And mm-hmm. I mean, and Jen's here as a mom um, as well. I'd love to get her perspective. But, w- you know, I grew up uh, in a Christian home and then I've been a pastor now half my life. And we walk this little eggshell dance between Santa Claus versus Jesus. Yep. And, and it's not a contest. Like, it's not even a contest. It shouldn't even be close. Um, you know, Jesus, I would say there are two cataclysmic events in human history. The coming of God in human form. And then God dying for humanity mm-hmm. and rising from the dead. And yet, how much effort do we put into that in our own personal lives and in our marriages and 
with our kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we're going to use a pop culture uh, analogy, you know, you're using dude to be all progressive and cool. I actually saw a T-shirt that is actually one of my favorites. If I get this for Christmas, I would love it. Where it's got all the Marvel advertising super- out there for yeah. all you listeners, right? All the Marvel. Uh, to Steve, yes, right. that's right. If you want to get Steve a gift for Christmas, all the Marvel comic characters are on this ledge, mm-hmm. and you know, Spider-Man, they're all there, everybody, and then Jesus is sitting there, and he's saying to them, "And that's how I saved the world." And and I actually love that T-shirt because that th- these are all fictitious characters, and it tells you something. The world is always looking for a savior. Yeah. And moms and dads need to know at Christmas, you actually have one to give your kids. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't diminish. Jesus. I mean, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, a place that many of us don't think of when it comes to Christmas, mm-hmm. um, Paul, when he makes his argument of why we should be, of all people, the most giving, sacrificial, cheerful, joyful, thinking of others above ourselves, people, he comes to the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and he says... Thanks be to God for his unspeakable or inexpressible gift. In other words, you can't even express Mm -hmm. who and what Jesus is. So I would challenge all of us this Christmas, not that nostalgia is bad, not that family is bad, but of of a COVID year with physical distancing and don't gather in big parties and all this type of stuff. Gather your kids, gather your spouse, get alone and realize what would a world without Jesus actually look like? Pretty, pretty empty. I mean, we we talked last week um, about peace on earth mm. and the fact that it can't just be peace, a general peace on earth, because there is no general peace on earth. And yeah. then, so that peace never happens if it's a general peace. So it has to be a peace to people that place their faith in Christ, to whom God's favor rests. And that, that changes everything because I watched a quick video this morning on uh, someone shared this old comedian and he wasn't that funny. Uh, <laughs> but he. Uh, that's he that's was, Adam saying he wasn't that funny. Yeah, it's pretty bad <laughs> if I say he's not funny. Um, but my humor is pretty lowball. <laughs> but uh, no, he was going on, but you no, know, people don't say Christmas anymore. And it's like, who doesn't like Christmas? No, peace on earth and goodwill to all men. Yep. And that's as far as it goes for most people. So, you know, it's. Most people are like, yeah, no, we can take advantage of that. It's a, I heard a song just the other day saying, if we just hold on to Christmas Day, and it was a new song, mm-hmm. and it was like, you know, everything will be all right if I just hold on to Christmas Day. What happens if your Christmas Day sucks? Mm-hmm. What happens if it, if it rains? There's no, <laughs> I mean, you'll be happy. Hey, man, if it rains, I'm a happy camper. <laughs> but let's say you, you, you burn a turkey. I'm, all I'm asking God for is a brown <laughs> Christmas, yeah. <laughs> but you burn a turkey, you get in a fight with some, <laughs> some family members, you throw some punches or something. All you've been holding on to for that year is is falling apart. Yeah. So you need to hold on to more than just Christmas. The reason why we celebrate, whether Jesus was born on that day or not, like it's it's the fact that he came. It's the fact that he came. We choose to celebrate this day, mm-hmm. and that's a monumental moment that God was born as a human being. Yeah, all I'm going to say, too, is like, again, and this is coming, you guys know me, for those of you that are listening, I mean, my wife is a Christmas officiato. I mean, she's just into it, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, we, we worked really, really hard to help our kids realize um, if you're going to talk about Jesus and Santa Claus, it's not even a contest. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but not only that, while well, we actually, the, our, our position was to teach our kids, the reason you even think about a Santa Claus is because of Jesus. Right. So we, we actually brought the whole St. Nick thing in, but actually said, now, what is it we think Santa Claus does? Mm. <clears throat> he knows us. He gives us gifts often that we don't deserve, but there's these he conditions. Arians. You know, all, but we, we actually tried to show our kids the entire concept of Santa Claus is because there is a Jesus. Mm. And, and I think that was for us anyway, as parents, that was a way that we, you know, didn't have to be kind of Scrooge McDuck. Um, on it, and and some parents take that whole position, and and just again not let Satan win on any level of the culture. That um, the reason human beings create these types of heroes and heroines mm-hmm. is because we we're looking for something. And again, I, I think I quoted this the last podcast, C.S. Lewis, who said, "Right, there's a God-shaped hole in every heart that only God can fill." And so, the greatest gift you can give your kids at Christmas and each other is fill that longing mm-hmm. with Christ. Well, and too, I think it's important that we recognize that this isn't, I mean, when you say Jesus and Santa aren't really a, a matchup, I mean, mm-hmm. it's that that's one of the most extreme understatements <laughs> possible. That's like British humor type understatement. It's like, you know, it's, it's pouring rain and you say, it's a bit drizzly out. Yeah. Like, we're talking about the God of the universe, not just some big wow. Uh, I remember watching the Avengers film, and I keep running, referring to this this one part where you know the the the, the uh, Loki and Thor are jumping out the back of the plane, and uh, Black Widow uh, looks to yeah. looks at. Uh, Captain uh, America. Captain America, and Captain America is about to jump out of the plane, and she says, "You should probably shouldn't go out there. Those guys are gods." And Captain America looks back at her and says, there's only one God, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't dress like that. Yeah. Because huh. the fact is, when you're talking about gods in the human sense, we talk about really big wows, powerful people. Mm. We don't talk about the transcendent ground of all being, the, the, the reason that anything exists. I mean, the fact is, I mean, uh, Adam's, uh, we, we kind of papered it over. When Adam said what, 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 a world without Jesus would be pretty empty, uh, yeah, actually, yeah. it would be... You can go to back to Genesis and find out what that looks like. Uh, it was without void and form. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, going back to John 1, uh, through him all things were made, and without him nothing was made yeah, right. that has been made. I mean, just in case you missed the point. Because, and when we say that Jesus has become incarnate of man, it's become human, uh, don't underestimate just how big this is. I mean, we exist as a speck on a speck on a speck on a speck in a universe that's been created by Jesus. Jesus flicked star systems into being. Yeah. And on Christmas, we celebrate the miracle by which the one who created reality itself became a baby in Bethlehem. Yeah. Which, which is extremely, I mean, yeah, we like to glaze grow, uh, the glaze over it. I mean, we got our nativity scenes, which which is fun. I mean, we're going to have one on Christmas Eve. A lot of you know that the kids all dress up. But you just, like, I think some people just worship baby Jesus. They don't re- worship, like... You want to use pop culture again, <laughs> Talladega Nights, right? I like the baby Jesus. <laughs> I just pray to baby Jesus. That's yep. the world. Yeah. Like, I, this is where you get an insight into the world. Well, they want to keep him in the manger. Absolutely. Don't yeah. don't let Jesus grow up and 
challenge you, know, you and, and challenge you, yeah. or so come back as a warrior. Like I love that mm. that Jesus has these two bookends. Right, he came gentle and lowly as a baby, and laid in his mother's arms. But when he returns, the the other end yeah. is judgment. Yeah, it's not going to be so right? pleasant. Then you know all these people saying only God can judge me. Okay. God will judge yeah, you. Yeah, that is a fascinating <laughs> statement that yes. people said, right? Only God can judge me, really. Do you want God yeah. to judge you? Well, that right there tells you you don't know why Jesus came. Yep. Because Jesus came so that you don't ever have to face that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. And that's why he said over and over, I didn't come to judge. Yep. I came to de- set free. Uh, I'm reading through this book by Paul David Tripp, and, and he talks about how Jesus came to destroy our self-centered kingdom. Mm-hmm. So that we could then be welcomed into God's glorified kingdom, and I think that's a beautiful picture. But I think yeah, people great. forget that we're, we're born into sin, so we're already in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, well, Jesus is going to judge my sin." No, you're already going to get judged, <laughs> yeah. and and He's here to set you free, right? Yeah, yeah th- th- it's kind of that separation of separating that sin from yourself when you are sinful. Yeah. Well, and the sin and the world is a pretty dark place, which I think is another point about the incarnation. I mean, when it says, I don't remember which gospel it says, the those who dwell in darkness have seen a great light. Mm. Um, just referring back to the prophecies in the Old Testament, when I mean, it isn't just that there is the transcendent ground of the universe actually being born as human as human. It's the transcendent ground of the universe being born as human that we might see His mm. light. Mm. Mm. And and I, I would say, too, as Jennifer just said, right, we like to keep the baby in the manger. If you want to do anything this Christmas, you've you got to do something with Jesus. Yeah, you can't just leave him there. Well, well again, it's like, I, I, again, I, I love uh, C.S. Lewis because he was like, either Jesus was crazy, a pathological liar, mm-hmm. or telling us the truth. And if he's... If he's telling us the truth, then you got to do something. God became flesh, yep. lived the life we couldn't live to take care of our sinfulness. That's the thing. I think we have to embrace. I think humans are okay to say, I'm not perfect. And Jen, you were mentioning this about, you know, well, I've got some sin and God, only God can judge me. No, it's not that we've done a few bad things wrong. We're sinners, mm-hmm. so we do things wrong. We didn't sin and became sinners. We're sinners, so we sin. Mm-hmm. And so... God sent Jesus Christ to live the life we could never live, die the death we deserve, rise from the dead, something we could never do. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think if Christians believe this, this is why you come to the conclusion that Paul comes to. Thanks be to God for this unspeakable gift. It's far more than a wow moment. Right. It's a magnificent moment. No wonder that we call Mary's song the Magnificent. Right. Right. Well, and, I mean, it, it does start with uh, "My soul doth magnify the Lord," so that's why mm. it starts with that. But I mean, <laughs> Captain Killjoy, over there. <laughs> sorry, I was making a great point. <laughs> sorry, dude. Um, it's called community. But yeah. I do think it's also important that we recognize too. I mean, Jennifer said a really good point about that. We like keeping him in the in the manger for another. Re- I think because if he is the light of the world, those of us who like darkness, which to be honest is going to be most of us if we think about it our, mm-hmm. in ourselves, because, you know, uh, honestly, we sin because we like sinning. That's yep. that's why we sin. If that's the case, Jesus, by his very nature, looking at who he is, seeing who he is, Jesus, by his very nature, is going to show us 
that we aren't all all that in a bag of chips. And so, you know, he's he 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 doesn't help us glorify ourselves very much. No, he takes the glory himself. Yeah, baby Jesus makes it easy. So we've talked a bit about uh, we mentioned the words, you know, incarnation, Jesus born as man. So like, how exactly do we break? Do we even try to grasp the fact that God, the creator of the universe, is born in human flesh? Like how how do we? Oh, it's easy. It's the hypostatic union and kenosis of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get all relational now. <laughs> Since I'm the lady in the room. Okay. So, Thank you. So we ladies, I'm going to talk about COVID. I'm going to talk about being ladies. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as ladies, I like to be pursued by my husband, right? Like, so our anniversaries this weekend and like, I want him to like, well, happy anniversary. Well, thank you. Uh, I want him to like book the restaurant and pick the restaurant and, 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 you know, mm-hmm. we like to be pursued in a sort of a correct godly way. Um, and, and isn't that what God has done, right? Mm-hmm. He, and continues to do, right? He he came down for us. It's the it's the real picture of God loves us so much mm-hmm. and His people so much that He's. I'm I'm sure that coming to Earth it, it wasn't easy. I um, think that's a slight understatement, right. actually. So <laughs> so to be pursued like that, but then to come in a gentle in a gentle way, that gentle whisper that we see consistent through mm. scripture. Um, and, and so just this, and this idea that through COVID, we haven't been able to physically been, be with everybody. And so God knows the value of physically, and we see that all through the Old Testament. We need these physical characters mm-hmm. so that we very simpletons can understand what it is that spiritually God's trying to do. Absolutely. So, so when we can see and touch Jesus one day, it, it's going. To, I mean, Thomas needed to actually stick his fingers through yeah. Jesus's hands, <laughs> and he'd spent all this time with Jesus. Well, but and I think it's important too because I mean, one of the things about pursuit is that you actually spend time with the other person, learn to empathize and sympathize. And I mean, Hebrews goes through how Jesus did this all very well, but. It's important that he came as a baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the other gods of old uh, of antiquity, if you hear them coming to Earth, it's like they visit in their grandeur and yeah, their power right. and their might, and they, you know, appear to you. And Jesus appears as a baby, and lives with with us, and spends his entire life with us. He grows in knowledge and love of God, like mm-hmm. the rest of us have to. We we watch him learn how to walk. I mean, yeah, think about that now. He yeah. grew in wisdom God, and God, stature God and in favor with God and well, man. Well, and I know you guys, yeah. d- you dealt with that, right? Like, no crying he makes. That's not true. He he did. He yep. suffered. You know, Jennifer, what you said, I, I mean, my daughter um, texted me a little while ago. She was talking with some friends, and she's heard me say this, that religion is man's search for God. But Christianity is God coming to humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we we're not searching for God. God comes and pursues us, and and it keeps doing it over and over again. Never keeps, stops doing doesn't it. Doesn't stop, right? No. And and so in, and to answer to your question, I, I would just tell people that are listening if they want a really good place to go and start with this is to go to Philippians chapter two. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Philippians chapter two, verses one to eleven, especially as you get into uh, verse five 
having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Jesus Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, mm-hmm. did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Now watch these words. But emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. Again, I'm doing this Advent devotional, and Paul Tripp says, Jesus suffered from the cradle to the cross. We often think that he only suffered when he got to the cross. Mm -hmm. No, he suffered even in that manger filled with straw. And and as Steve said, he, he did that to identify with us. So he has suffered all the things we have suffered. So anybody out there on a COVID year where we have seen spikes in suicide, we've seen political unrest, we've seen relationships, it has horrified me, and, and Jennifer, you can appreciate this because we both do a lot of counseling with men and women, that the amount of divorce is up, the amount of single parenting, the challenges of all this, the sheer suffering of 2020. And Jesus came and suffered all of that and never sinned, Mm -hmm. never quit, never gave up, never got angry, never lost his temper, never got bitter, never was selfish, laid down his rights, emptied himself, gave up everything for us. So now we've got somewhere to go. So I don't have to make excuses for my sin. I don't have to run from it. I don't have to be ashamed of it. I have someone to go to and bring my struggles to, bring my failures to, bring my hurts to, because my suffering Savior is also my King. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I, ju- I think that's the power of the incarnation. If You know, I use those two $20 theological terms <laughs> You know, which in theological world is, you know, the kenosis of Christ, the hypostatic union. All that basically is is a big fancy terminology for how God emptied himself Mm -hmm. and became human. Which is the greatest miracle right now of of Christmas. Like we're actually celebrating the fact that. So one key point, though, for everybody here, Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't come to the earth. He was not Superman. No. He was man. Isaiah 53. We don't think of Isaiah 53 much at Christmas time. We often think of it at Easter time. But even as a baby, like nobody cooed and cawed over Jesus in the, in the manger either and thought, you know, what a cute little baby, pinch his cheek. He had no comeliness. We didn't look at him and go, yeah. that's the guy. You know, again, all the Greek mythological gods and everything, they come with these grand capes. And, you know, we, I was watching Thor the other day with my yep. daughter and my wife, and, and, and both my daughter and my wife commented, man, they really go out of your way to make him be desirable, right? Like, yeah. you know, t- especially to women and or men in, the, in this culture, Jesus comes and no one finds him desirable. Well, I mean, uh, just to be geeking out and, and, def- <laughs> and define the words, I mean, you did, ex- in fact, uh, say the hypostatic union of Christ, which is the big $50 word right, saying yeah. 100% God, 100% man. Right. There is no sense in which Jesus is not human. Exactly. There is no sense in which he is not God, too. But there's no sense in which he... But he's not Superman. He's not like Clark Kent no. walking around and then hopping into caves and pulling off his, no, he's not, his human he's not, suit, and out comes Jesus, right? He's like, not God pretending to be human. Right. right. He, is human. he is human. Yeah. The, Nor is he the a man fact that he wasn't this big Thor, you know, hunk of a dude, mm-hmm. then also makes me think that... It reminds me that, that as we think about people that are, are oppressed or that, you know, people yeah, exactly. with disabilities or people with that aren't just don't make the mark of mm-hmm. quote unquote society. Right. Mm-hmm. That 
that again, there's that bookend of of God, right? It's it's for all people, not just the elite among us, right? And Jesus certainly pointed that out. I love that analogy because it's, you said earlier, Jen, the first time he comes as the suffering savior, the next time he comes as the conquering king. But in light of what you just said, then so that means Jesus comes as human to understand and suffer everything that we suffer and experience, Mm -hmm. yet without sin. But then he defends Mm -hmm. justice, which means when we come to him in our weakness, in our I don't measure up to society's standards, when all of these things, and Jesus says, okay, come give me your weakness. Now, know this, you're mine now, and Mm -hmm. I will defend you. Right. You can always go to me. Your value, your identity, your purpose, everything now. So your past happened, but it doesn't own you. Mm-hmm. Your and weakness, right? And of course, mm-hmm. this is a massive, massive point when it comes to the incarnation as well. Because the point of Jesus becoming human wasn't to make himself less. That's right, exactly. The, mm-hmm. the kenosis, uh, that's why right. kenosis is so important, that he emptied himself of the uh, authorities and values right. of being God, but didn't cease to be God, because then he became human to lift humanity up to be with God. It's not to denigrate God that he became man. It's to elevate humanity that he becomes man. So very quickly, guys, uh, we're coming up already. So this is a fantastic episode. We got a lot planned on this one. But very quickly, how do we, anyone that listens, even for ourselves, how do we help other Christians understand the importance of what we actually celebrate, how to look forward to, we don't just leave Jesus in the manger, and even non-Christians, like we come across this holiday season, like how do we help them understand exactly what is being celebrated? It's not just a random baby being born. It's not just peace on earth. How do we do that? Well, this will be weird for you now. I'll give you two suggestions, practical ones. Um, one that I'm going to do this year, because my kids are grown, but I've got two grandkids. So you, you said, right, we typically sit down and we'll read the Christmas narrative. Mm-hmm. So two practical alternatives. Read the five or six Isaiah prophecy passages, ending with Isaiah 53, mm-hmm. so that you can help your family understand he was truly born to die. Or, now this is really off the wall, read one of the passion passages. Gather around the Christmas tree with all those gifts and all the the smell of turkey in the oven and remind yourself that Jesus will die. Mm -hmm. Because then you can celebrate something that costs something. Mm -hmm. Right? If if we want to do a gift as Christians, and I would even say non-Christians, help them see that because we, we often compartmentalize our Christianity. So the Christmas time seems to be all joy, all fun, all here. No, but he was born to die. I know, you know, Jennifer talked about our anniversary and Christmas. And I, I remember last year was your 25th, right? Last year or 22nd, 20, oh, 22nd, but you got a fancy gift last I year, did. right? Yep. You got your fancy ring yep. and it's an expensive <laughs> one. It Hubby is. really invested a lot it of did. money in that. And you you understood. I remember when you got it, you was ta- talking to us about the expense of that gift. And so here's Paul going, thanks be to God for this unspeakable. How do you put a price? MasterCard got it right. You know, Jesus coming in human flesh to die for our sins, priceless. Yeah. Mm. Right? So I just think that's what we need to do. Help our kids see the cost of this gift. 
I think it's important too that we ourselves make sure that we see the cost ourselves exactly. and value ourselves. Uh, I mean, I practically speaking, I uh, and this is me being geeky again. <laughs> I actually like listening to Handel's Messiah and actually mm. reading through right. the Bible passages. That it's in case anybody hasn't actually heard Handel's Messiah. It's beautiful music. Everybody knows the Hallelujah chorus and all that stuff, but few people recognize until they've actually seen it. It's just the Bible put to music. Absolutely. And so just and, and of course the totality of like uh, there are prophecies of the Old Testament mm-hmm. put there, and there are the story of the, narr- the of Jesus's birth, and then the death and resurrection, and then his glorious coming again. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important, uh, and, and I do that because that's my way of reflecting on the totality of the story that we're talking about. Uh, there is one instance of the story that we're seeing here. It's a very important instance of the story, but, and I, and I don't mean story as in, in, in something that's made up. I mean story as in something that is true yeah. that you are following through. But I like the idea of reflecting on it, spending time to stop and think about what it is we're saying because as we stop and think about what we're saying and what we're doing it becomes a little deeper into us and then hopefully by god's grace that'll flow out in the way that we live and act and talk after we come after that's really cool i think we again we have to stop and reflect at christmas Mm -hmm. it forces us to because because it is a celebration but we also have to remember that the year that jesus was born it was not a good year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, if you really, if you really read the Christmas story, bad mm-hmm. things were happening. King Herod was on the hunt, mm-hmm. and so I, I think in a year that we're we're feeling, some of us are feeling like it was a difficult year, but some of us are also thinking this was a blessed year. There were lots of good things that also came out of having to slow down the earth just a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think any time that we can stop and think about what. Jesus has done for us, I think is a good thing. I think if you want to have a good Christmas, and we, we alluded to this earlier, mm-hmm. you know, because we have all these expectations, and I talk to the ladies about this. You know, I want the perfect house, I want the perfect turkey. The, the best thing that you can do at Christmas is to serve others. You want to have a happy Christmas? Serve others. Think about somebody besides yourself. And, and that's hard for kids, right? Because they're all about the, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> what did I get? What did I get? <laughs> oh, okay, but who did you think about this year, mm-hmm. right? Um, so just to again emulate Jesus's heart to serve us to serve humanity. Yeah. How can we serve others? That's that's what makes a good Christmas. One practical thing too, just as we clue up about a gift that Newfoundland has, mm-hmm. is July first. I think it's the greatest example when we're celebrating the birth of Canada here in Newfoundland. We all also celebrate the greatest loss of life in any war. Yep. And there's this wonderful. Uh, contradiction where there's this somber reflection as the day starts that turns into joy where we realize how many people suffered and died so that we can now have fireworks and celebrate our freedom so man i tell you on christmas why not take the time to be a little bit uncomfortable and reflect on this suffering servant of jesus christ that can then easily flow into the celebration now we've been set free mm-hmm. so we can celebrate family. We can celebrate gift giving. We can celebrate these times together 
because Jesus has given us eternal perspective. Yeah, so if you're listening, um, this Christmas, let's not leave Jesus in the manger. Mm. Um, let's acknowledge that we are born sinners and that the whole reason this is happening is because we needed someone to save us. Uh, I'm, wa- I'm reminded very quickly of a song called I Celebrate the Day, and it's, you know, part of it is, you know, I celebrate the day that you were born so that I could one day pray for you to save my life. And that's it. You know, he was born to die so that we could be saved. And I mean, let's take that challenge home, though. Let's make ourselves, if need be, a little uncomfortable this Christmas so we can really appreciate the greatest gift. And that is uh, we can have peace with our creator. Amen. So Merry Christmas to us from here at Marwood Mission and Rugged Theology. Indeed, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year. And we will catch you in 2021. Amen. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.